0: Welcome to En La Mesa, or At The Table, our bi-weekly podcast in which we celebrate Latinidad in comics, pop culture, and fandoms. This week, we bring to you Bobby Breed, who is a freelance artist who does amazing work in comics. Today, we're discussing his coming back to comics after a hiatus. We caught up with him at San Diego Comic-Con and had lunch with him at the Spaghetti Factory. So if you hear the waiter come by and drop off our meal, know that it was delicious. So we hope you enjoy the show, and thank you for coming back. So, we're having lunch with Bobby Breed, and this is Armando with Cafe con Leche Nerds, and we're here discussing his artwork and what he has going on. Hello, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Good. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about how you got into the art business and how you got into comics. Oh, okay.
1: Wow, many years ago, four score, no, I'm just joking. Um, it's it's been a long road to be quite honest. I started in comics as, as a fan I think as a lot of us do and I knew when I was younger I was able to draw, but I never really delved into it. I never really accepted it or embraced art uh, When in early teens, I got into comic books And I just I loved them. I loved the creativity and the imagination, but still I wasn't an artist I hadn't drawn in 10 years, you know, and I just, I enjoyed reading them, and then one day in my early 20s, I had a horrible day at work, worst, I was like, I'm not even going to go back, I don't even want to go back, and the whole time I'm upset and complaining to myself, I'm sitting on my porch in the front yard, and I'm flipping through comic books, and all of a sudden, the little light bulb went off and said, wait, 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 I think I can still draw, so let me try So I remember that like that night I found like some, I think like some note paper, some line paper. And I got a pencil and just started doodling to see if I still had the hand for it. And sure enough, I kind of like, I was able to do enough where I was like, okay, I think that this is something I can build upon. And about four or five months later, I felt I was ready to submit to Marvel. And I put, I love the show Gargoyles. And I found out that that was Marvel's, uh, one of their less, uh, one of their lower performing books. And so I said, well, I'm going to give them samples from Gargoyles instead of Captain America, X-Men, Fantastic Four, because you know they're getting probably hundreds of submissions. So I said, well, let me do something that I know they're not going to be getting a lot of, which is a show, you know, a comic book, low performing. We're talking of the barrel yeah and, and but you know what it was still a good comic it just didn't have the fanfare that obviously the tv show had had so I sent it and this is back before internet this is in 95 so I put stamps I licked the stamps and put them on there I sent it to Marvel submissions and the next week I got a letter and then I got a phone call from uh, John Lewandowski at Marvel and uh, I like to call Louie Real, uh real New Yorker, and he was like, hey, you know, we, we looked at your stuff, we really like it, it's kind of smart to send us something that we're not getting. And, um, you know, we just kind of went from there, and they sent me a script for an issue, and I, I did it. And, uh, you know, my road to comics has been a long road. Uh, that was my first chance in comics, and unfortunately, you know, life gets in the way. I had, um, my sister passed away, and that kind of really put my life on hold. Uh, I kind of had to deal with losing her. And that was, I didn't realize at the time, I'm a young guy, and I kind of, I I think I was kind of more aloof about it, and realized that I needed to deal with that. And so, um, I basically got back to Marvel and said, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity, but uh, I'm not in a headspace right now to work on anything. And so I kind of retreated for about a year or so, and went back out to conventions but didn't really pick back up with Marvel and that was that was probably a, a mistake in, in many respects You know, I'll admit it but I just didn't really uh, pick back up with them right away but I reached out to a lot of the guys I, I had met and comics have always been a hobby to be quite honest it's been a hobby for 20 years That's awesome. and I've been very lucky I've met icons in the industry uh, but my where I am now in Conx is honestly due to the relationships i cultivated over the years. As a friend, going out to drinks at the Hyatt, the second floor bar here in San Diego, or the top, you know, top story bar, or just hanging out with these guys, going to a party in somebody's hotel, and you're sitting next to all these guys and talking, and it always came around to, we're having drinks, what are you working on? Oh, nothing. Hey, I think I have something for you. Okay, let's do it. So it's always been more of a hobby for me until uh, the past year when I really, I graduated in March. Nice, congratulations. Thank you. uh, With my bachelor's in computer animation.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There you go. Sorry, Like over the food. I'm like, up, food, up, I'm like. typing it. That's why it's better. It's better, it's better right, right. Thank you very much.
1: I, I don't want people to see me eating. I don't want to scare anybody. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, so it's really been um, a hobby, but a very. Uh, lucrative in a personal and professional manner Uh, and so like I said my road has been long I've had two different chances in my life to really explode into comics if I wanted but I'll be honest um, you know the personal life gets in the way and life has a way of maybe it wasn't my time Sure. so I even though it hurt I had to put it on hold for a while you know in the mid 90s and then again in the early 2000s same thing was in the mortgage industry, making hand over fist, and there's no way, and that's when all these deals were coming you know, Rob Liefeld and I, were I did some stuff around Youngblood, Bloodsport, and all these smash, you know, they were asking me, so what are you thinking about, it? all these things are being handed to me, and I'm so lucky, but I can't leave a job that's paying me exorbitant amounts of money to... Do something that's a passion project, you know. So it just wasn't the time until recently. Now everything's kind of come into place, where all the relationships I have are now to the point where some are these 10, 15, 20 years knowing these guys. Now they're like, hey, we have a comic we want you to work on. We have this. We have a production that we're doing. So I'm really reaping the benefits of a long sort of like. A, just long uh, relationship in comics of, of just enjoying art for art's sake and really kind of uh, knowing these guys on a personal level. Sure. Outside of just working in the comics and being a fanboy.
0: So, I guess my next question for you is going to be, which comic book made it seem like I've a I don't know. I,
1: um, I think that's still in the making because I... I've worked on some stuff, I, I worked with Marat, um, Marot Michaels, I did background on, on, you know, an issue of Deadpool Core. that was fun, I did, like I said, I did some stuff with Rob, I mean, I've, I've done some independent books over the years that uh, people still love, you know, I still get people coming out, like Jason the Argonauts, I had a chance to work with Ray Harryhausen, and actually re-envision the movie as a comic, and that was surreal. Um, And that was kind of fun because that was the first chance I had to work on something that that had a lot of fanfare Um, But over the years, I think I've built up a fan following just by Being around and I still think that 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 one Ultimate Bobby Breed book is still in the making. I don't really think it's hit yet I know I have a lot of things in the hopper now that I've graduated now that I've gotten the emotional support the financial support and really pursuing it and having fun with it, I really think it's in the making. You know, I I can't really say, I have a long laundry list of work I've done, but there's no one ultimate book, and I'll keep you posted. (laughs) I think think we've got a couple that will match that in the next couple months. All right,
0: awesome. What is your favorite character to work on? And have you actually worked on that character that you really (laughs) want to work on? Mm. Ooh, um, I've done
1: some work uh, I've been very lucky to work with Upper Deck and do uh, sketch cards for Upper Deck uh, so I've been able to do a lot of different properties but my favorite is the Marvel properties I just wrapped up and I, I saw them today and they were very thankful for all the work I did for them um, I just wrapped up Marvel Masterpieces 2018 set nice and that was kind of a dream set because that was the early 92 when Jisco did it it was like this is really is blowing my mind and then they had the Hildebrand you know Um, so that was kind of uh, that was one of those fruition I finally kind of made it in in the sketch card world to do that Um, and that's been giving me a chance to work on amazing Marvel characters like Black Panther Captain America these are the guys I love Prince Namor you know these are my characters um the stuff that I haven't had a chance to work on though yet that I would love to, uh, if anybody from DC is listening, um, I would love to work on a question. <laughs> I would love to work on a question. That would be my q- question and Martian Manhunter. Those I, are I do commissions on them, but I've never had a chance to actually work on the license on the book or even marketing. Uh, so we'll see.
0: Do you prefer to want to work on interiors or covers?
1: So that's, uh, I'd prefer to work on interiors because the storytelling aspect is, uh, appeals to me so much. I think it's if you can tell a story without even anybody seeing the words, you've done your job and I and when I have done interiors, I get that compliment and that means a lot to me. So interiors I would love to work on. But with that being said, coming from a person who lives in LA with kids, with grandkids, you know, with a lot of things that are going on, there's a financial aspect to being an artist and a cover gets you more bang for the buck so prefer to do interiors but the reality is what i'm getting offers for as we speak is covers and i do i enjoy a really cool splash cover that's yeah man you know it's a great single composition that people can geek out on that's fun to
0: see too that is really cool so what do you think about the question being a woman
1: I'm all, hey, dude, I, I'm i all for it. I, I love the concept of the question. And, and yeah, I grew up uh, reading, you know, Dennis Cohn, You know, I mean, I, that that was the quintessential question for me. Growing up, uh, reading that series of 30, whatever it was, 35, 36 issues, really meant a lot. I even went back and read it again. But I think that you have to innovate and you have to turn stuff on its ear. You know, you have to do that. Sure. Making... It, Honestly, I think Question of Woman isn't even a really a big, you know, I think that was a great, tw- you know, I guess, play on the character. I'm all for keep going. Let's let's do something else. You know, let's add to that. Let's expand on it.
0: Okay. All right. Um, as far I'm sorry about that. No, no. As far as um, Martian Manhunter, what makes him so... Or appeal to you so much Oh my god I, I feel for his
1: plight You know uh, Believing that his family, You know being the last Give me a break You know It's that Stoic figure that he presents That He, he internalizes a lot of his Remorse And, and his uh, You know The feelings of abandon You know not abandonment But, but loss You know I, I get it From a personal point of view I get that and he seems like a very, he's always been a very wise character in so many respects. He's powerful, but his downfall is as simple as lighting a match, you know, as simple as lighting a match. So it's like, oh my God, are you serious? Like we can take him out like this? But the guy's like almost the strongest Superman, you know, he can be intangible, he can shape shift. He's got like all these great powers that's like, oh my God, I'd love to be him, just not next to candlelight, you know. but. I don't know, something about him has always appealed. I think it's the way he holds himself with what he's dealt with in life and how he he soldiers on and he's still, to me, a paradigm. Like, I, I, think, I think a paragon. I think he's a character to really look up to in many respects, the way he
0: holds himself. Sure, I, I think he seems really responsible and, caring. and he's caring about all life. Right. He sees the value in everything.
1: Right. Because he could have gone way different, like, I'm taking my anger to a whole new level. He could have gone that way. But he chose to, to go, you know, above and beyond. And, I, and obviously it's the way he's written and, and I think they've had some great writers. I, I feel unfortunate that none of the stories have really stuck because there have been some great ones that I think these storylines could have just really played and played and played and really brought him up to the level he deserves to be.
0: Do you think he's better in his own book or do you think he plays better off with it, the Justice League?
1: The reality is I think Justice League works better for him, but that's part of my... I don't know. I mean, I wish he would have his own... Like I said, that, his own book that would work that, that people would be like, Yeah, man, I'd love to see more Martian Manhunter apparel. You know, I sure. i have a couple things that everybody stops me the minute they see it because other Martian Manhunter fans are like, Where did you get that? I need it. You know, but I not think he's not... Obviously, one of the big three, but he should, you know, he should be one of the big ones up there. You know, in my
0: he, opinion, he should, yeah, he should absolutely be one. And he's super powerful. Um, he, he's re, he's kind of reminiscent to me of, um, as far as the, the like shadow cat. You know, you can, you can stop somebody's heart. You can <laughs> right. you can go through anything. You that that power is just it's at a molecular e- level.
1: Exactly, and there's so many things that uh, I know a couple of writers have kind of delved into, when, and kudos to them. But I just, either the it wasn't the right market at the right time, or, you know, I just think that when his time comes and he hits, I'll be the first in line to be, like, clapping, like, thank yeah. you, finally. He's coming into his own where people recognize him on a larger scale. But, yeah. It's if you
0: kind of could work one. with any writer, who would you want to collaborate yeah.
1: with? Oh, my God. Well... Um, I mean, (laughs) the whole reason I got into collecting comics is because of Frank Miller and John Byrne. To me, they're the iconic. That was the end-all be-all for me, and and still is in many respects. Um, Having a chance to work alongside one of them would be a a dream come true. Um, I'm a big Scott Snyder fan, you know, Snyder's, I I, I love his work, Tom King, I've been getting a chance to read some of them, uh, Mr. Miracle, and it's blowing my mind. who else would I just love to work alongside? I mean, you got your your iconic, you know, your Peter Davis, you know, I would love to work with somebody like that and just have a chance to pick their brain.
0: Sure. Like, wow,
1: where did that idea come from? Like what what happened there? You know? Just having a chance to work on something like that would be great.
0: Being in the industry for a while, do you ever talk to any of your friends and say, like, hey, you know, I'd like an opportunity to work on this book? Do you think I could do that? Or is it more like they look at your artwork and they're like, "Wow, Bobby! You know, I really like what you're doing, and I would love to know if I could, if you would do some work for me." It's
1: a little bit of both. Um, I, I will say for the uh, for the Marvel and DC stuff, I I never had a chance. I did do something uh, for DC many years ago. Uh, it was a one page spread in like a charity book they did. Uh, I had met Dan DiLeo at uh, a Wizard World in Dallas. And it was right after these hurricanes that were happening in Florida at the time, like all these consecutive hurricanes And And he had seen some of the work and one of the guys introduced me. And I would love to do more with DC, um, but I've never really, like I said, until March of this year, I really didn't want to pursue anything that would take up a lot of time because I had school. So now school's been out. I went on vacation, I did my thing. So now is my time to kind of reach out. But for the big studios, it's more of a, will contact you. Sure. Um, I know a few of the guys, and I've been like, I think I might. But right now, my plate has become very full with production work. Living in L.A., I've been extremely lucky to know a lot of screenwriters and run into a lot of production guys who are like, we need storyboards. We need visual development that I enjoy doing. It pays the bills.
0: Sure.
1: But comic work is like a labor of love. So right now, it's... I think once I kind of get that opening on my plate where I can do more DC Marvel work, I think then it would be me reaching out like, hey, I'm available, here's some of my stuff, here's what I'm doing now, let me know what you got. But I've been getting offers for some of the other studios, uh, I've been in talks with um, a few studios, I guess I can't officially say. Sure. But um, they came to me sort of thing where we've, once again, I've known these guys for years. Hey, what are you working on? Well, nothing because I'm going to school. Tell us when you're available. So now it's like, well, I'm available. Sure, here's a set of three covers that we need you to do. Uh, Here's a a run I think we're gonna have you do. So as of right now, until things get signed and they say, yes, you can. I can't really announce it, but I will be doing a a series of covers for two bigger companies. Cool. But it's just more of a relationship. What's your favorite medium to work on or work with? Um, I'm very much a traditionalist. Uh, so, it's going to be pencil or brush on bristle board, okay. that's what I come off of, but um, I'm able to do it all. I, I had to learn to uh, work digitally, so I do the th- like animation, 3D is all digital, uh, 2D obviously I do pencil and paper. Storyboards, it's pencil and paper mostly, I, I know a lot of guys use the digital, I have a Wacom tablet. I prefer, I, I don't know, I'm just a traditional, I like the, the tactile feel of the board and the pencil. And even though I use a Wacom that I've got one of the new pens it's kind of got a cool feel to it, it's still not the same. You know, it's not the same. So preference, old school, man. You give me a brush and give me some watercolor or acrylic, let me go to town.
0: What do you prefer, the acrylics or the watercolor?
1: So I do gallery shows. And so uh, what I have a tendency to do is, I always start with watercolor, lay down one, two, three base layers, Backgrounds, watercolor is fantastic for backgrounds, but I mix, I go straight into acrylics, and a lot of people kind of, you know, there's traditionalists that say, no, know, one or the other. In this day and age, you find what works, and I'm the guy that I combine them well with. Acrylic is great for the pop effect, it's splash, you know, it kind of, it draws the eye in. I have like some cool metallic paints, and everybody's like, oh, what, you know? But the watercolors are an incredible base that gives it layers. And I, and I want people to see the work and see three, four, five layers and kind of get an idea. I don't ever want to give something that's very two-dimensional. Sure. So for that reason, uh, for me, it's all about mixing. I do them both.
0: That's pretty awesome. Um, so what i like to finish off with is I'd like to know if people wanted to contact me or if people wanted to commission you for work or have you worked on a project, how would they go about doing that?
1: Um, well, the easiest way, I mean my information, which I'll give to you to have on, on screen, um, it's usually text or Instagram Messenger or even Facebook. You know, any of those three are probably the quickest way to get through uh, to me. Um, they go to me or my assistant, but we, we answer back right away. If, if you text me it goes right to my phone so i'm on it um my schedule is out a bit but i'm always open um, that to me as an artist is very important to always be willing to look at the next project what do people want me to work on whether it's a 20 sketch card commission or a you know thousand dollar canvas i don't care sure variety
0: spicy one. you know that's how i look for that. that's really awesome Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me. And I really hope that you have a real good con. And if you want to let people know where they can come see you um, at at the next couple of shows, wherever you may be, that would be pretty awesome.
1: Yes, yes, the next shows. So I will be at, um, I'm taking August off to work on some animation. And then I'll be at uh, Rose City in September, up in Portland, Oregon. Fantastic show. If you're in the area, definitely come out. Uh, After that, I'll be in Vegas. Fun time! I'll be in Vegas for uh, Vegas Fan Fusion. Uh, that'll be at the end of September. So beginning of September, end of September, and then after that, I think I'll be at LA for uh, Stanley's. I don't even—they're calling it Beyond Fest oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Changed yeah. It again. <laughs> changed, again. changed again. But the Stanley Kamikaze—that's what everybody knows it as. Those are my next three, and then I, I'll be at an animation show in uh, November at CTN.
0: Do you have a website where uh, clients can come purchase? From you? Most definitely. Both the fans?
1: most definitely. The website is uh, www.artbybreed.com So A R T B Y B R E E D. Thank you very much. I
0: really appreciate Armando, your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> and just so that fans know, Bobby's really approachable. You can always see him at any venue. Uh, contact him, and he's just a super person to come visit and talk with. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And remember, for more, head over to CafeConLecheNerds.com, where Latino nerds hablan about superheroes, comics, pop culture, and all things geek with a little sazón. Don't forget to search for us on Twitter and Facebook. Hasta la próxima.